Hello and welcome to Stories, the True and the Fictional. We are a brand new podcast that dives into the stories of people's lives. Everyday people like you and me, or even famous people throughout history. We will even tackle the fictional from time to time too. But we also want to get you, the listener, involved. We want to hear your stories. Things that may have happened to you, a friend, a family member, or even a random neighbour of yours. Something funny, something random, something awkward. Let's just try and avoid the sad stuff, shall we? Send your stories to thetrueandthefictional at gmail.com. Send it in writing, an audio clip, or even request to come on the show. Just make sure it's actually true, because that's what makes a story so interesting. Until we have a nice collection of stories from you, the listener, we're going to dive into some of the entertaining true stories from modern history and beyond. So strap in, especially if you're driving. It's story time. Hello and welcome. I'm here with Ryan. Ryan's a voice that you're going to be hearing quite often on this podcast. Isn't that right, Ryan? That is correct. And I hope you like it. I was going to go for something like um, the smooth sound of Ryan and then I hope he goes, hello, or something like that. But <laughs> The smooth, sensual sound of talking. <laughs> no, we're not that kind of podcast. <laughs> I'm sure we have the ability to use those voices. But no, we are going to dive into some true stories. And the topic of today is real-life superheroes. Yes, and as as... as crazy and weird as these sound they are true and real life superheroes and some of them will, you'll listen to and then go yeah no I can see that <laughs> but look we're, we're all about education we want to educate you <laughs> on the do's and <laughs> the don'ts if you do wish to become a superhero because after the fads of kick ass <laughs> there seem to be a lot of these superheroes materialising so. and um before we dive into this list that we compiled, um, I do want to mention that, Ryan, did you know that once upon a time I was a superhero? Well. No, really? I, re- I really wasn't. It was like a couple of nights. <laughs> um, I think I was early teens and I raided my mother's sewing closet <laughs> and I put on the, le- the least floral dark colour you know, cloth or whatever, used it as a mask. I was a ninja. I, I dubbed myself a ninja. Me and a couple of friends, and we patrolled the streets of my tiny little town, which only had, what, 420 houses in it at that point. And how much um, crime did you find? None. <laughs> <laughs> we did stalk a few people. <laughs> um, Do you want to admit that? On, uh, <laughs> no, on the airwaves? Not in the stalking fashion. Like, you know, we... Where's the line? I mean, I'd casing <laughs> out, investigating, no, stakeouts. Th- they were walking up the street. Yeah, we were walking up at a distance, trying to you know not be seen. Dressed in masks, and <laughs> you probably scarred some people for life. No, because no one ever saw us. Oh, because you were ninjas. That's right. Yes. Okay. Although one of the funniest things that happened is we were um, sneaking along the only part of the street that had actually lights. <laughs> and we heard, heard, a, heard a car coming and we just jumped behind the bushes 
whatever. But behind that bushes, it was like a hedge, and it was just like this guy's floodlight comes on. <laughs> but like this is this is too hard for us. Wow. But, but the irony of the whole thing was that the two kids I were was patrolling the street for crime with, their parents were actually <laughs> drug dealers. So basically, they were either going to make you very successful because they knew where the criminals lived because they lived with them or they were trying to get to make sure keep you occupied so you didn't actually stop any crime while it was being committed <laughs> under your nose yeah mm. that's that's a that, that's a yeah wow but you know we were young <laughs> young dumb dressed up I, like I mum think, I think we even had um we made some swords up out of like timber and bits of oh, aluminium. So and... stuff you could have done damage with. Oh yeah. But you know, no crime. No crime. Well you obviously worked. Because <laughs> was, everyone was too scared of the ninjas that no one knew about. Yes. So there you go. Well and, and me being a bigger comic nerd than you, uh, I never did anything like that. I never dressed up. I never tried to fight crime or anything like that. And I'm kinda disappointed now because I, I grew up in the mean streets of Blacktown, so there was oh, you, definitely you, you plenty of crime been. to be found in Blacktown. Yeah. But, um, yeah, maybe I should have, maybe I could have made the streets a safer place. Who knows? I could have recruited you. Um, wow. <laughs> yeah, so look, we're going to rattle off, rattle off a list of known um, or unknown superheroes <laughs> from around the world. Um, this article was written about four years ago, so may may these people may be retired or dead or <laughs> dead in prison. Um oh. but we have to, because we're Australian we have to get the one off our chest straight away. Just because he's Australian we have to mention him. His name is, as you can imagine, Captain Australia. And I do recommend if you're listening to this podcast as we're rattling off the names, please Google these guys. Some of them look amazing. And then there's Captain Australia. Um, (laughs) You won't be sorry. I've Googled all these superheroes. And, um, yeah. Look, if you you consider yourself a bogan, (laughs) which there's nothing wrong with, that's your lifestyle choice, what you do on your own time is your own business, Captain Australia is your hero. He, as I said, Googled the image. He is... Not even he's got a symbol on his chest for the Captain Australia, but it's not anything remotely Australian. It is the at symbol, like in your email. <laughs> yeah. Don't know how that symbolises Australia, but well, I think it's because the A is in the yeah, but middle of it, and the circle's like a kind of a shield that someone forgot to finish making. Okay, yeah. Look, let's give him the benefit of the doubt for that one, but um. He, he, you might remember this guy because he was... I, I remember seeing him on the Today Show or Sunrise or something one morning um, when he was active, uh, talking about all the things he did and, and didn't do and what he believed it to, to be a superhero. And look, we're not one to judge just because he might not have had the means to buy real equipment or anything like that. But, you know, I mean... If he wanted to go out there and try and make the, the world a better place, then hats off to him. But you really need to look at the pictures. <laughs> you really do. Oh, man. I think he was ba- he's based out of Brisbane, from memory. Yeah, he, he did patrol King's Cross in Sydney once. Oh, wow. Too. So he gets around. I wonder how that went. I want to know, know if he drove there in costume. <laughs> 
No, depends on when it was because I don't know about phone booths and how readily available <laughs> Telstra had their services yeah. for him to get changed into or whether he went into a strip club and then just <laughs> decided to get changed and then come out. I don't know. We don't know. Well, what, what we do know about the guy is he um, it was a stay-at-home dad. Okay. So. Well, now I feel bad. I feel um, bad. <laughs> no. Hey, don't look. 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 <laughs> He's probably just trying to be on, a hero for his kids. On his website, he um, there's a list of um, things that he does or the main goals he has mm-hmm. which is solving crimes demonstrating a level of moral excellence that I hope will serve as an example to the people I meet end quote and on his list is amusing or shocking people having ordinary citizens lighten their hearts so he's he's okay with you poking a bit of fun yeah and look it takes a lot to be able to do that yeah. To, to to realize that look, he's probably going to get some looks, and he's yeah. probably going to get some people that'll come up, especially at nighttime at King's Cross. You're probably going to yeah. get a lot of drunk people. Yeah. And look, if he can do that, and he can have a bit of a laugh, and yeah, hats off to him. But um, he just needed an upgrade. I think he needed a, a Tony Stark or a, a Bruce Wayne <laughs> to come and just you know fund his costume a little what bit. Would, what would no, the Australian equivalent would be? Dick Smith. Or Kerry Packer, or, yeah. or James Packer. <laughs> James Packer, One of the perhaps. <laughs> yeah, um, could sort of fund him as like a behind-the-scenes puppet master kind of thing. Yeah. Because you got to remember, if you, if you outfit the hero, you own the hero. Does that mean the internet owns... Or the, Google, because Google has, like, with the emails at... Does that mean maybe that's the, why he's the internet? <laughs> they bought him out. Maybe Google. Yeah, maybe he got an offer from Google. <laughs> but look, I don't know. I haven't heard too much success stories from this man. I, he's. I've heard. You know, he makes people laugh. He gives them a bit of a smile. And look, if if that's if you can make someone have a good day or have a bit of a laugh, then who's to say that's not helping? Yeah. No. You know. So I'm into that. And we are, as I said, un- under contract oblig- obligatory obliged to mention him because we are Australian as well. So, Which means while we have to mention the next guy, the Black Rat. But I like this guy. Sydney. He does seem pretty cool. I like this guy. He, um, he, His costume is... If you've seen the Green Hornet comics or the Green Hornet movie, kind of look, his costume is based, I think, maybe off Kato. Um, Bruce Lee's character from the old shows or um, the 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 ill-forgotten Seth Rogen version of yeah. Green Hornet. Uh, if you have a look at the mask, it's very similar. He wears the fedora um, as well. As I said, Google this, you'll be able to see. He actually looks like an intimidating guy. He looks quite built. Uh, like it looks, he looks like a martial artist to me. Yeah. Well, yeah, well, it. they do say he, he is trained in martial arts. Yeah, I'd believe that from some of the, the action shots he's taken. But... Ironically, when he's out on patrol, instead he would rather call the police. Well, I <laughs> citing, mean, citing his phone as his most important crime well, fighting. I'll believe that. I'll believe that because at the end of the day, we all know how vigilantism is frowned upon. <laughs> and, um, you know, maybe he just wants to... He doesn't want... Because how many times have we seen Spider-Man or someone like that? The criminals get let go because he's a vigilante and he's yeah. not a law enforcement person. So... Maybe he's just, he understands that and he wants to do the hard work, call the police. So we need some more lawyers to, yeah, get, to become exactly, vigilantes. Exactly. Maybe oh. he is a lawyer because we don't know who he is. 
<laughs> you never know. But That's right. Look, I respect that. I do respect that because he wants to make sure these guys go to jail and stay in jail. Mm-hmm. So, but he, he, this guy looks like my kind of guy, my kind of superhero. Um, he's obviously got a little bit more funds than Captain Australia does because if you have a look at his costume, it is quite. It's like something you would expect to see in a movie. It's not. Yeah. Like. It's not robotic in any way. It's more sleek, slender, all black, black mask, black hat, to blend in with the shadows, kind of like Jamie's crime-fighting career, yeah. to blend in with the shadows <laughs> and be able to, you know, to get around and, and, and do some do some vigilanteism without being spotted. Because there's not really much of his body that's not covered, from what I can see. Yeah. Um, looks like I think got... it, was, it was knife-proof as well. Oh, well, oh so, so probably Kevlar or something. Yeah. Wow. Well, this guy looks like he could do a bit of damage. Now, who would win in a fight between him and Captain Australia? I'm going to say, I don't even know any of them, but I'm going to say this guy, the yeah. Black Rat, will win for sure. Now, why don't we skip across the sea to Beijing for our first female hero of the episode? Um, the Red Bud Woman. Mm, it's good to see the ladies getting involved as well, because... Mm-hmm. You don't have to be a male to be a superhero. We all know yeah. that. I'm happy if, if my wife decided to become a superhero and beat up all the people that were mean to me. I'd be very happy about that. So, but um, tell us about tell us a little bit about Rosebud, James. Well, she dons a skin tight black outfit, oh, bright wow. blue mask, and flowing black cape. I must say, I'm a fan of the capes. Yeah, look, I know capes can be tricky because they can get in the way if you don't know how to use one. Yeah, but. I mean, if you have the experience, and she's very bold to wear a cape because obviously you've got a lot of tripping hazards and everything, so she's obviously an expert in capes. She, um, most of the time she's out, this was around the Christmas period, and she would, you know, give out coats and food to the homeless, so she's a bit of a good Samaritan. Um, But but she she had her own um, micro blog and gathered 7,000 followers. Oh, wow. Um... Yeah, by the by the end of her career, because she's no longer active, she had about twenty thousand followers. And wow! And look, going out around Christmas and helping out people in need—I mean, you don't always have to stop crime to be a hero. Yeah, you know, she obviously cared about the people around her, took time out of her day, and didn't want any recognition for it. Hence the costume yeah. and the mask. So, hats off to the, to to her because I think she—that's just as much of a hero as. Someone who goes out and stops crime. That's right. Yeah, definitely. definitely. It's a shame she's not around because they could probably use someone like that nowadays, especially with everything going on. Yep. All right, Ryan. Uh, Let's move to the the UK. Let's move over to the UK. We have a gentleman (laughs) by the name of the Statesman. Now, he's based in Birmingham. He's a banker by day and a crime fighter by night. His words. Wearing a black mask and a Union Jack. It kind of gives you the vibe between sort of like Captain Britain and the comedian because he's got a one hell of a handlebar moustache, if I do say so myself. <laughs> very, very intimidating. Um, he, again, looks like, he looks like quite a big fella, so I think he'd be able to scare a few people away. So basically, his claims to fame, he's claimed to afford some robberies, drug deals, and he's got his own crime-fighting kit which has everything a crime fighter needs a notebook a flashlight a first aid kit 
but also he can also hold his own in a fight. Now, he's also reported to be a boxer uh, since the age of 11, and he's prepared if things turn violent. So obviously that's maybe not his first action, but he can defend himself if needed. But he's often caught shining a torch in a criminal's face also scares them away. Which we know if you see something happen, sometimes you just make enough noise and look intimidating. Sometimes that might work. Or just go, who's there? Yeah. Or use a gruff, gruff voice. Get it getting all Batman like, but he does look like he could hold his own. He looks quite tall, to be honest with you. Yeah, I'm just having a look at some photos of him brooding over over on a uh, some sort of rooftop. Um, but again, uh, there's a couple of photos of him talking to some homeless kids and you know just trying yeah. to generally help people out and give them a bit of a smile. And at the end of the day, you know, we may have a bit yeah. of a laugh at these guys, but if they Anything they do to help out people less fortunate mm. is always good. It's the one thing they all have in common, yeah. apart from the costumes, is wanting to give people some joy. And I must say, I do like his costume. It's it's yeah. With having a flag as your main costume is a gamble, but just the way it looks, it actually he's kind of got like the he's got the army not army pants but like army like pants with his utility belt and then it's got the uh, a red shirt but it looks like he's made into the shape of a flag which actually looks quite intimidating um, so yeah good good for him you know anyone who's willing to get out there and try and help out some people is a winner in my book okay how do you feel about Italy a nice pizza yeah but the question is is have you had Italian pizza. Real pizza? No, I used to work for a pizza shop who claimed to be authentic and Italian, but... They were still round and flat and... Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Cheesy. They tasted Cutting nice. The triangles. Gourmet pizzas, but... <laughs> oh. Yeah. Well, but look, I've them. got nothing against the Italians. I love the Sopranos and, you know... <laughs> well... Have we got a superhero from Italy? We do. His name is... And I may not be pronouncing this right. Entomo. 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 Ooh. Tell us about him, Jamie. Well, he was the first known Italian superhero also known as the Insect Man Ooh, I can see that from his pictures yeah he fights both crime and vandalism and is an environmental advocate okay well that's good obviously his first time spotted out on patrol in costume was March 2007 but he already had a background as an unknown masked activist in 2003 oh so he's been around for quite a while yep Okay, his he, costume looks okay. Kind of got a little bit of a daredevil, blue beetle vibe. Looking, if you're looking at some of his pictures, but he formed his own Italian crime fighting team. Wow, Feta Force. Ooh, it's kind of like Italy's version of the Justice League or something. He's also um been trained in the Israeli martial arts of Krav Maga. Wow, okay. and if we've seen that episode of but um, what what is it? How I Met Your Mother, how Ted yeah. gets beaten up by a girl who has Crawford. We know it's a quite an intense fighting style. Most certainly is. And look, uh, there's there's a couple of pictures online that looks like he's been recognised by some sort of authorities. Um, it looks like a bit of a press conference with someone who, who may or may not be a mayor um, <laughs> of a city or something like that. So he must be doing a good job. So... Welcome in Tomo. Maybe, maybe we can get sort of a a, a worldwide collaboration, like yeah. a, a multiverse thing, and he could be, he could run the Italian side. Well, that'd be amazing. Yeah, imagine getting all these guys together. 
uh, well, guys and girls together, I think, you know, we just need more villains. No. <laughs> there's no now. There's no real villains. I mean, aside from your, we're not going to name names, but your <laughs> moguls and your companies and stuff like that. We're talking villains like yeah. Red Skull, like yeah, because well, because normally normally they heroes draw out villains. Exactly. Look at Spider Man. I mean, when fi- Spider Man first started out, he was one of the few. There was no other villains around. Then you had the Vulture. Then you had Electro, yeah. Green Goblin, like. These guys don't appear to be drawing, drawing out any him. kind of villains. Thank God. <laughs> I mean, that that would draw out the best of a hero, I would think. Yeah. It would push, put a hero to a great test. And if you do see a villain that looks like myself, I'm not self-advocating. <laughs> I would never be a villain. But you want to put some of these guys to the test? Maybe we could do that. Not personally. We take yeah. no responsibility for any kind of villainism. Well, this is episode one, so no one's really listening. Yeah, yet. exactly. But <laughs> if we were going to have some kind of villain, I think the next guy we're going to talk about... The Urban Avenger! He will have a good time. He is part of San Diego's finest, the Extreme Justice League. He's been with them since 2010. Um, he's been fighting lawbreakers in San Diego for a long, long time. He cites, again, Kick-Ass as his inspiration to become a superhero after being a victim of crime himself. And look, I think you're going to probably find a lot of people have either been a victim of, have had something happen to a family member, or have seen the streets they've grown up on just not get any better or get worse. And I think that's why a lot of people... I I couldn't imagine another reason why someone would want to put their life on the line, because essentially these guys could potentially be putting their lives on the line, because... You never know. Like you could yeah. be taking, you could be trying to stop a drug deal or something, and the guys are just like, you know what? We don't care. Bang and bang, bang bang, yeah. you're gone. So, you know, I, I don't blame them for you know contacting authorities or anything like that. Um, he's often spotted out with his uh, spring-loaded power box that extend extend his small frame to a staggering six foot eight. That's intimidating. <laughs> wow, that is pretty damn tall. Um, he he has he, he's most well known for his gas mask, so like a like a, a, a apocalyptic kind of thing that you would see, you know, like on a Fallout or yeah. something like that. Uh, it's quite quite good. His costume actually looks really good, but he he wants to sort of he's still from what we can see possibly active. He wants to make his costume more cyborg like, so maybe a little bit more upgraded technologically. Um, but apparently he he's claims that his powers, and we have validated these, his powers include the ability to jump four feet and run up to 20 miles an hour, all while patrolling the streets with his weapon of choice, which are his nunchucks. Oh, yeah. So it's good to see some nunchucks out there. But he we're going to be talking about one of his colleagues in the Extreme Justice League. Uh, I do remember seeing a documentary a couple of years ago. I think it was on YouTube or something about these guys. So... Check it out. It was actually really, really interesting. Um, it was probably the most realistic yeah. one, that I, the re- realistic group that I've seen. Um, they've obviously put a lot... I think there was a school teacher, there was a police officer um, in that group. Um, so check it out. I don't... I Maybe we'll put the link in our notes or something, but um, yeah, there's. it's a really good documentary. I think it was just called Real Life Superheroes. So check it out for more on the Urban Avenger and his team. But um, yeah, again, check it out. Check out a photo. He he looks pretty cool. Like 
it's kind of got a Spider-Man vibe to it. He uses black and black and red, more black than red, uh, and then obviously has the gas mask as well with big green so eye holes. But it looks really good. He's obviously put a lot of time and effort into this costume, and it looks like it serves its purpose. Um, you know, obviously with helping with a bit of stealth with the black, um, a lot of protective shoulder gear, gloves, something that you know would help if he actually did get into a bit of a fight. So. Yeah. Well, let's move on to his um, part of the same team. Go to Mr. Extreme. Ah, Mr. Extreme. He looks extreme, seriously. <laughs> um, San Diego. One of the more famous ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, security guard by day. He has a costumed crime fighter by night. Self-taught in martial arts as well as being trained in jiu-jitsu. Now, how good can you be if you're self-taught? I, well, I think it all comes down to practice. I suppose, yeah. Like, I mean, if I was going to be some kind of hero, I'd probably take a couple of lessons yeah. at a dojo or something oh, well. to make sure that it's... But I suppose we live in the age of technology. YouTube can show you a and lot if, of things. If you go to, if you go to a place where you learn, you know, face-to-face, that could... If he wants to keep a secret identity. True. Very true. Hidden. And you can see, as I said, technological, you can see every, you can see full yeah. lessons and everything. So, yeah, yeah look, I'll, I'll stick with that. Um, What else we got about him? Well, have a, have a look at, have a look at him. Now, how would you describe him, Jamie? He said he's inspired by the Power Rangers in terms of his get-up. I don't really see it that much. He's got more of a like an army feel. He's quite big. Yeah. He's got some protective goggles. He looks like an action figure. He does, doesn't he? Maybe that was his idea. Maybe he was thinking long term. Yeah. <laughs> you know, because we all know that people have made movies just to sell action figures. Yep. But um, he seems to have like a bit of a utility belt. Looks like a bit of a cape as well. Um... Again, like his his costume looks good, and it looks like it's got a lot of protection, a lot of. He's got a helmet. He's got padding. You know, so obviously he's thought these thought this out with his fellow fellow Extreme Justice League yeah. members. Well, he's actually the founder of the oh, Extreme okay. Justice All League. Right. So that's probably why the other guys are looking so good. So do we know what he uses in his arsenal of weapons? In his arsenals, he carries a taser, handcuffs. Pepper spray. That's pretty much it. Oh wow! Okay, so he's—I he, think he's the more full-on. Like yeah. aside from the other, the guy who uses a nunchuck with the taser. Yeah. A taser's legal in America to use for civilians. I, well, if you can, civilian can get a gun. Yeah, true. <laughs> that makes sense. Well, yeah. it, you know, it is. Yeah. yeah, very true. I just—I know they're illegal out here in Australia for yes yeah, everyday citizens. A lot of things home, are illegal so. out here for Australia. Yeah, true. <laughs> True, but um, do we know anything about his backstory or why he's done what he's done? Well, looking at my notes, he um, grew up in a house of abuse and he's been a victim of violent crimes, so he's really taken it personal, and I think that's where a lot of inspiration can come from for for people. Yeah, because... Exactly, I mean, there's... If you look at if you look at history, I mean, if he's been a victim of, of violent crimes and, and, and abuse at home, obviously you can go two ways. You can become the abuser or you can do something good. And it looks like this guy is going the right way about it. He's turning all of that 
that uh, experience and the the, the the trouble times he's gone through and he's trying to do something positive for other people so it's very easy to go the other way mm-hmm. so in terms of not obviously becoming a villain but becoming you know someone who's breaking the law and doing that kind of stuff to other people so my hat's off to him because he seems to be doing a good job and as I said him and him and um, the Urban Avenger, they're really, aside from Captain Australia, the only two that I've actually heard of before we started to yeah. look into this. So, you know, good for him, and we wish them nothing but the best. So the final one we've got is a fella called Shadow Hair. Ooh, it sounds... Depending on what kind of hair, I mean, is it bunny-related, or is it... Well, that's that's how he spells his name. Okay, all right. Unless he dropped out of school, never learning how to spell. Well, I mean, he does look pretty intimidating. It's kind of got like a Venom Punisher vibe. If we're looking at, the, if you have a look at his photos, then I'm not of... going to ask him if he if he spelled it no, wrong. No, probably not a good <laughs> idea because he looks like he could probably do a bit of damage. But um, where does he operate he, out of? He's from Cincinnati, Ohio. Trained in Shorin Ryu Ooh, wow. Karate. Forgive me if I did not pronounce that right. (laughs) Mixed martial arts. um, Again, he carries handcuffs and mace and a taser. Oh, he has a catchphrase, right? Oh, wow. Now, say it like you think he says it. I see the shadows in the shadows. It's of shadows. Of shadows. (laughs) I see the shadows of shadows. That's pretty badass. Um... (laughs) He's off. Oh, he's often seen at public events trying to protect people from violence. He patrols the streets with the Allegiance of Heroes. Ah, oh, another another superhero team. I have to do some. Have to look into oh. those guys. And he's been known to travel to other cities. Oh. to help out other heroes. Well, that's what you want. The teamwork. That's pretty good. Pretty pretty impressive. It looks like he also gives out meals to the homeless, which is quite good. Again, a lot of similarities with these guys helping out. You know, street kids and homeless people, and again, you know, that's just another positive thing. This guy has suffered multiple injuries. Wow! Including dislocated shoulder while stopping stopping a robbery. This dedicated hero does not let mere pain deter him. Deter him. Um, it can often be seen carrying out citizens' arrests. Wow. That's why. That's why he's probably. Have got the injuries. Cause... I would say so, if, especially if he's you know trying to detain multiple people at the same time. Yeah. So it'd be interesting to it'd be interesting to hear the police's take on some of these heroes too, whether they think that they're helping, they're hindering, they're yeah. putting themselves in danger for no reason or what whatever they may be. Because I'm assuming there's some people out there who would appreciate it, but also some people yeah. out there who don't want these people to get hurt themselves. Yeah. I think it'd be case by case. Yeah. The um, because ones like Captain Australia or whatever, they're just going around just helping. Yeah, exactly. And, and anyone could could do the flat, the torch, you know, yeah, the flashlight exactly. in the face kind of thing. It spooks exactly. most people off. But but Shadow Hair sounds like you know he, they may find him annoying in certain well, certain. But then at the same time, you've got you do have bounty hunters over and. Well, that's true, and essentially yeah. you could, I would think that the same rules would apply to vigilante heroes or as bounty hunters as well yeah you know i mean obviously the bounty hunters are after a particular target whereas the heroes are more likely to you know be looking but but look at the end of the day i give i commend them because 
They're doing even, something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And there's a lot of people who do nothing. Um, you know, and at the end of the day, even if they're making a few people smile and giving a few meals out to people who can't afford it or can't, or don't know when their next meal is coming from, I think that's a win. Yeah, definitely. So, you know, we hope to see a lot more of these real life superheroes out in in action, and you know, any if we'll obviously keep you updated if any more come out from our area in Australia. We need a more redeeming one <laughs> than Captain Australia, but yeah. Um... Yeah, and if you guys know of any yes. that we've missed, just just flick us an email at um, what did I set the email address as? The true and the fictional at gmail dot com. There you go. This is our first episode, guys. So, so please be kind. <laughs> but um, yeah, we hope you like it, and hope to hear from you soon. And any feedback or anything is always welcome. So see you next time. See you next time.